This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Amen. Now, today I am talking on the subject, the Constitutional Court has spoken. The Constitutional Court has spoken. Now, uh, when we talk about the Constitutional Court, now if you're watching uh, away from South Africa and maybe you're not familiar with uh, how our law system is structured and constitutional, uh, uh, I mean, our court uh, are structured, uh, you, you, you know, I will give you just a background, you know, the basic of what is happening, you know, so that we will be able to be in power with what this message is all about. Now, uh, I guess that in every country, there are levels of courts. You know, just like in South Africa, there are levels of courts. There is a local court, you know, a lower court, you know, that is, you know, and then from there, there is a higher court. You know, and, you know, from a higher court, yeah, there is an appeal court, uh, and you know, and, and from the appeal court, then you have constitutional court, you know, which is the highest court in South Africa, constitutional court. Now, when constitutional court has pronounced on a matter, you cannot change it. It is there. It is firm. It is solid. That's how it is. Yeah, and everybody must just align to what it says. If it means that the parliament should change some rules and regulation, they will. Why? Because the apex court, the highest court in the land has spoken. Yeah, and so this is what happens in, 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 in our country. And I guess that in, all, in other countries too, there is similar system that is in place. Yeah, but now, I want to focus on the constitutional court and the power that it has and the ruling that it gives that affects what happens in the country. The constitutional court is there to protect the constitution of South Africa. You know, it looks at all areas of the Constitution and it protects the Constitution. That is what it is. So meaning that uh, this country is ruled by a Constitution. You know, it's not ruled by who is there, but it's ruled by a Constitution. You know, and so the highest court in the land it's protecting the Constitution. It's making sure that everyone is protected uh, as the Constitution states. It's make sure that the Constitution is followed to the latter. You know, that is why it is there. So meaning that I cannot go out there and do something that is out of the Constitution or that is against the Constitution. I won't be protected. You know, but if I stay within the Constitution, I know that I will be protected. So this is the base, the basic of uh, the law system in our country. 
And now, uh, what happens is when a case is brought before courts, that the judge will listen to it, or the magistrate will listen to the case. You know, and he will listen to opposing views. And then from there, he will make a judgment that this is what I judge, I rule this way on this matter. He will make a judgment. And uh, so when a judgment is made, the judgment will stand. You know, now, if maybe uh, the judgment has ruled against you, you know, then, and you're not happy about the judgment of the lower court, you can now uh, apply and take the matter to a higher court. Yeah. And so when you go to higher court, you bring your case, you know, and it will be looked at what happened. The judges ruled at it, you know, and what evidence is there. And, you know, and it will listen to the case, and after listening to a case, also do and pronounce a judgment. Yeah. And if maybe the judgment is still against you, uh, now, uh, let me start by saying that if the judgment is for you, you know, it's in your favor, the lower court can't say to the higher, to high court that, oh, why, you know, you, why are you saying this? You know, why did you rule against me? They can't say that because a high court has spoken. Yeah, so a low court has to abide by what the high court has said. Now, uh, let's say for argument's sake, you go to a high court and your case is also dismissed and, uh, and the, the high court rules that what the low court, the lower court pronounced, that's what stands and it's judgment against you. Uh, then you, 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 know, you have to accept that this is what uh, the high court has spoken. Now, if maybe you feel that you, 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 know, you are not treated fairly and that uh, the ruling against you is not, it's not fair, you know, then you can apply uh, to the appeal court that you want to appeal your case you know, and that maybe a different uh, court will listen to it. So if maybe an appeal is granted, your case will be... Uh, will be listened and will be uh, listened to again. You know, but now, if now uh, in the high court you have exhausted all systems, you have done whatever is necessary and you feel like judgment against you, it's unfair. You know, and that you have a right, the constitutional right to have done or to get a good hearing and that a case must be in your favor, you know, maybe because you know that the Constitution says this, but the court are ruling against you. Now you can appeal or rather go to the highest court in the land, which is the Constitutional Court. And now when you go to the Constitutional Court, what happened? The Constitutional Court will listen to your case and will listen to what other judgments were there that were uh, 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 ruled and, you know, that were made in your case. And they will look at the merits of the case. 
And what happens is that after they have listened to that, then they will uh, decide and look at that what has happened against you or what has happened in your case, does it align with the constitution of the land? You know, the constitution of South Africa in this case. So they will be looking at, is there any way whereby the constitution was violated you know, in your case? Now, if they find that all the courts, the lower courts, their judgment does not align with the constitution of the land, you know, about your right, about what needs to happen to you, then they will pronounce that according to the constitution, you are protected and that all is well with you. So what will happen? This is what will happen. That all judgment that the lower courts pronounce against you will be nullified. They will never stand. You know? And what will stand will be a judgment uh, that is in your favor that comes from the constitutional court. You know, now, I uh, must admit that I'm not a lawyer, you know, but this is just the simple thing that I understand you know, about how the system works you know, and which everybody you know, should understand. And so, uh, but now I want, to, I want to pick up a couple things uh, from this illustration and from you know, the way the law system works so that when we now go into the word of God, you'll be able to see that, you know, I, uh, this is what I need to be doing according to the word of God. Now, if, when the judgment has been declared, um, you know, in your favor, because the constitutional court has protected you, you know, because it has looked at the constitution of South Africa, the constitution of the land, and it has pronounced that you are correct, you are protected because the constitution says so, you know, then it is well with you. But now, when we look at the cases that has happened, uh, you realize that at times a case is brought before courts, and when it's brought before court, especially lower courts, uh, you realize that the case is dismissed. And it's not dismissed because of its merit. You know, maybe because you were wrong. It might be most of the time, and that's, what, uh, that's where all the lawyers, uh, not all, but most of the lawyers are focusing on, uh, that they would want to look at the technicalities of the case. Yeah, and uh, they will look into that, and then you find that many cases are thrown off the courts not because of the merit of the case itself, you know, not because the case says that, uh, or rather, it warrants you to be exonerated uh, uh, because you are, you know, you are correct, but simply because there are some technical issues. You know, now, what are technical issues? It might be that maybe when the police came uh, into 
you know, into the scene. Uh, they didn't wear gloves. And so the evidence was somehow tempered with. You know. And so the judge would say that I can't take this evidence because you know, it was tempered with. So you find Hori, that there is, it is thrown away on the technicality. Or maybe uh, you know, the lawyers were supposed to submit within this period, do their submissions, and they missed the deadline. They only submitted later. And you realize that the court is, uh, I mean, the court throws away your case. You know, not because it has listened to it, not because your case is valid, no, simply because the technical aspect was never catered for. You know, or maybe uh, in their submissions to the court, the lawyers, they omitted uh, this ABC. You know, they did not uh, provide for that. And so the judge would then look at it and say, technically, the case cannot proceed because ABC was not done. You know, and or maybe the defense uh, or even, you know, whoever uh, is there, or any of the, the, the lawyer, either the, the lawyer or the prosecutor, will then look at different things and raise up issues. Yeah, I mean, we have had these where judges have had to be, you know, excused, you know, because uh, they say they have interest in this, you know, or because they own this, and therefore this links to that, and, and, and so forth. And so you find that it is only on the technicality that a person does not find justice because something was not catered for. Yeah. Now, let me now bring this into the word of God. Yeah, and I will revert back to all the things that I have stated. Yeah, now, we, we notice one thing. Let's go into the word of God. Now, look at what God says. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Uh, the Bible says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Uh, so Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. He says that, we are in a spiritual battle, you know, and we are fighting. But we are not fighting people. You know, people are not our problem. You know, people out there are not our challenges. We are not fighting people. You know, but what we are fighting are rulers. You know, these are spiritual rulers. You know, authorities, spiritual authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness. Uh, that any darkness, there is a power behind it. You know, cosmic powers over this present darkness. You will admit that this coronavirus is darkness. I mean, it's dark. It's just brought a lot of darkness around the world. You know, now, what you need to understand that it's not just that it's a virus. No, it's a spiritual way. There is a spirit behind it. And those spirits... The Bible calls them demons, you know, which are evil spirit, which are working 
against people. They want to destroy because man, human being was made in the image of God. So they want to destroy and defile what God has done. And so they are there just to distract and destroy, you know, what is out there. So they are spirit. That's what we are fighting, you know. And obviously, spirits are not just, you know, uh, coming and, and, and doing things on themselves, but they're using people, you know. So unfortunately, there would be some people that would want to yield to these spirits of darkness. And then they would then enforce the agenda of the enemy. Yeah, but uh, our, our fight is not against people. Our fight is against uh, anything that comes from the enemy. So it says here that we are fighting against cosmic powers over this present darkness. And yeah, not only that, but against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, I want you to underline the heavenly places, you know, that we're fighting these things in the heavenly places. Now, what are heavenly places? You know, what are we talking about when we talk about heavenly places? Now, if you can go back to chapter 1 of Ephesians. Now, the book of Ephesians really says a lot about, about heavenly places. Now, chapter 1, Ephesians 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So what we see here is that, uh, you know, God has blessed us in Christ, and then in Christ where, you know, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, what do we understand? We understand that Christ is in heaven. You know, and so meaning that technically we are in heaven. You know, we are around the throne room of heaven. Now, verse 20 says that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the death and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So that's where Christ is you know, in the heavenly places. Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, and raised us up with him and seated, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And chapter 3 verse 10, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Now, God says that what is the purpose of the church? You know, uh, it says that, you know, if I look at Ephesians 3 from verse 8, uh, now verse 7, it says, Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. You know, he's talking about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was given to Paul by the working of God's power. He says, to me, though I am, I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given that I would preach the gospel. To preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ 
What was he preaching? He was preaching the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light, you know, listen to this, to bring to light to everyone, you know, to enlighten to everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden, uh, of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, God who created all things, so that through the church, you know, that God who created everything, so that through the church, through the born again children of God, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to who? To the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Wait, 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 Pastor, what are you saying? You know, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that God says here that through the church, the manifold wisdom, you know, the wisdom that supersedes any scientific proof that might be required out there. That's the wisdom that we're talking about. The wisdom that is so great, the manifold wisdom of God, might be made known to the rulers and authority in the heavenly places. Now, look here. How is God making known that wisdom? It's through the church. You know, it's through the church. God has chosen that through the church, the manifold wisdom will be made known. So if the church keeps silent, the manifold wisdom won't be made known. If the church caves in and does not rise up and take its stand, the manifold wisdom will not be made known. And so God is relying upon the born-again Christians because we are supposed to be knowing better. You know, we are what, what better are we supposed to be knowing? We are supposed to be knowing that the power of God operates through us, that through faith we can uh, destroy principalities and power. We can destroy every work of wickedness, that through faith and through the working of the Holy Spirit, we can arrest every spirit that wants to come out and destroy humanity. Now, bringing it in a simple terms, that through faith and through the working of God, uh, that even coronavirus would be stopped. That is the manifold wisdom of God. I mean, it supersedes all wisdom that is out there because people will tell you that this thing, it's a scientific thing. It cannot be overcome any other way. Now, that's where now the wisdom of God comes in. You know, the wisdom of God that says that it will happen. Yeah. Now, uh, in the easy-to-read translation, it says, His purpose, God's purpose, was that all the rulers and powers in the heavenly uh, places will now know the many different ways he shows his wisdom. They will know this because of the church. You know, because of the church. Yeah. In the CEV translation, it says, then God would use the church. God will use what? The church to show the power and authorities in the spiritual world that he has many different kinds of wisdom. You know, that God has 
different kind of wisdom. Now look at this. The Good News translation says, in order that at the present time, by means of the church, what would happen? The angelic rulers and powers in the heavenly world might learn of his wisdom in all different forms. The wisdom of God in all different forms. Now, the message translation, through Christians like yourselves, gathered in churches. Oh, I love this. Yeah, that's what it says in, in the message translation. It says that uh, through Christians like yourselves, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. You know? And so, uh, that's what we see here. That in the heavenly realms, you know, that uh, the wisdom of God will be made known to all of us through the church. Now, going back to our scripture that we started with in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 12, it says, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It says that's what we are fighting against. Now, here, it's not referring, uh, uh, all the spirits in the heavenly places, it's not referring to angels, but it's referring to demons, to evil spirit. That's what Christians are fighting against. You know, we are fighting against all these powers, all these demons, you know, because God says so. Now, listen to the message translation in Ephesians 6, verse 12. This is no afternoon athletic context, contest that we walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. You know, he explains here, who are we fighting about? The heavenly places against the devil and all his angels. So that's what we are fighting about. See, this coronavirus, this sicknesses that has caused havoc, that has caused countries to lock down, churches to be limited, other places, churches not to gather, all this is from the pit of hell. That's what it is coming from. You know, it's from the pit of hell. That's what we understand. And we as Christians, we need to rise up against this spirit, this sickness, this disease, and say that, you know, we... we we, we were naive in, in just taking you in the natural, but we understand that, you know, it's a spiritual force and that we need to fight against you and, and, and we come against it. And, you know, uh, we will take our stand as children of God because that's what we are fighting against as children of God. Now, I want us to also look at Second Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, and verse 2, the Bible says, I know a man, this is Apostle Paul writing, he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. 
God knows. Now, it's interesting here that Paul mentions third heaven. Yeah. Now, meaning that there is first second, I mean, there is first heaven, there is second heaven, and he says that he was caught up into third heaven, you know, where Christ is, you know, where God is in paradise, you know, was caught up into paradise, you know, now in, into the heaven, into the throne room of God, you know, that's where he was caught up, you know, that God just brought him into the third heaven. So then it, me it means that there must be second heaven and must be also first heaven. Yes, there are. Now, the first heaven is where, you know, we are living in, the atmosphere around us. You know, that is the first heaven. You know, the atmosphere, when you look up, you know, the it's, it's the first heaven. You know, then there is a second heaven. The second heaven is where Satan and demons are. You know, and they are, uh, if you like, where the throne room of Satan is. It's in the second heaven. You know, and there is, there is also the third heaven where the throne of God is. So there are levels, different levels of heaven that we see here in the word of God. Now you remember Daniel prayed and uh, after 21 days that he has been praying ultimately, the angel came through and the angel Gabriel told him that from the first day that you prayed, that your angels, I mean, your, your prayers were heard in heaven. And God gave me a mission. He released me. I left heaven 21 days ago. You know, he says, but the prince of Persia resisted me for 21 days. Yeah, so he was now in the second uh, heaven. And, and in the second heaven, the prince of Persia arrested and uh, rather uh, stopped him. He fought him. Yeah. And then he said that God had to send Michael, you know, the archangel of war, to come and fight against the prince of Persia so that the angel would be able to come through. Yeah. And uh, the angel came through because Daniel never stopped praying. Now, that's how much important your prayers are, our prayers are. So if we stop praying, the angels won't work. You know? But if we continue praying, the angels will continue to work on our behalf. And so that's what happened here. And, 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 and so we established here that there is first heaven, there is second heaven, and there is third heaven. Now, Christ is in third heaven. And we read in Ephesians 1, verse 3 and verse 20, that uh, we are seated in the, in the heavenly place, in Christ Jesus, that technically you are in the third heaven. You know. Now, what does this mean? This means that you are ruled from the third heaven. Yeah. Now, the third heaven, I would then say that it's like our constitutional courts, you know, that when it is spoken, it does not matter the lower courts, what are they saying? What will stand is what has been declared and pronounced from the third heaven. And from the constitutional court, that protects our constitution, and our constitution is the word of God, is the Bible. Yeah. And so, Heaven is just breaking up uh, the Bible. Yeah. And so that is why it's so much important 
that we align ourselves with the Bible so that the constitutional court can be able to defend us and to pronounce that we are not guilty because we have aligned ourselves with the word of God. Yeah. And so that is why it's so much important a child of God that you need to get the word, you need to make sure that you align the, uh, yourself with the word of God so that your case can be successful against any force of darkness. I told you earlier on that uh, some cases are thrown off, the, off court because of technicalities. And you know, the devil knows that uh, when a case reaches the constitutional court of heaven, that his case will be dismissed, you know, that he won't succeed against you. And so what will he do? He will try to make sure that you are defeated in the lower courts. Now, he knows that when you're standing on the weight, your case will always come through, you know, because you're standing on the weight of God. And so what will he do? He will now try to throw off your case on technical grounds. Yeah. And what are those technical grounds? Those technical grounds are issues like unforgiveness. You know, that when you harbor unforgiveness, you're giving him now leeway. You're giving Satan now leeway to come and attack you and come and harass you and bring all, you know, judgment against you. You know, why? Because technically you have messed up. And so we need to now guard that technically we are okay. You know, and that is why the Bible talks about it, that, you know, issues like unforgiveness, you know, forgive. You know, issues like working in love, we need to work in love. You know, we should not have a hatred. Uh, we should work in love. You know, issues like uh, robbing or doing anything, you know, uh, sexual sins, you know, things like those that we should stay away from them because the devil will throw off our case uh, on technical grounds that uh, we are, you know, we are harboring things that we are not supposed to be harboring, you know. And so that is why we need to walk in love, you know, we need to forgive, we need to uh, serve God, we need to be committed to God and be given unto uh, the Lord, we need to be tithing you know, and giving our uh, tithes unto God. And, and I'm telling you that the devil will never, ever bring any technical issue or throw off your case. There's no judge that will throw off your case on technical issue because you know that you have covered those areas, you know. And so that is what is important, you know. But what I want you to take home today is this, that... Uh, Technically, and that the constitution of heaven has spoken, you know, and the constitution of heaven has declared. What is it that has declared? It has declared that you are the healed of the Lord. And so you need to know that when the constitution has spoken, there is no lower court, there is no lower heavenly place, there is no devil, there is no human being that can come against what God has already said, you know. So he has declared, 
that you are the healed of the Lord. He has declared that it is well with you. He has declared that you are prosperous. He has declared that you are protected by God, that his angels are surrounding your life. He has declared that every virus that touches your body dies instantly. He has declared that you are living in the bubble of the anointing of God. He has declared that, and so there is no Satan that can stop what heaven has declared. You know, our constitution, the constitutional court of heaven, which is God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit have spoken already and they have declared that all is well with you. And so I want you throughout this week to go out, you know, with that confidence that it is well with me. I am backed up by a ruling from my constitutional court. And my constitutional court says that I am healed. It says that I am protected. It says that all is well with me. It says that by the grace of God, I am an overcomer. You know, that God is helping, God is helping me. God is assisting me. God is protecting me. God is elevating me. God is lifting me up. God is providing for me. God is there for me. The constitution of heaven and the constitutional court of heaven has declared judges in the constitutional court of heaven, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Son, you know, that they have uh, 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 together, they have agreed that it is well with you. So child of God, you need to be walking in that confidence that it is well with you. Never ever allow any lower court to... Uh, to harass you. Never ever allow any satanic attempt, you know, against your life to uh, harass you and to destroy your life. Just know that you are ruled from heaven. Just know that you are governed from heaven. And heaven says that it is well with you. So there is no power of darkness that can succeed against your life. I declare today that it is well with you. I declare today that the grace of God is upon your life. I declare today that the goodness of God is following you wherever you go. I declare today that it is well with you, that the power of God is protecting you. I declare that the week, this week will be a great week for you. It will be a powerful week. It will be a, a wonderful week that the angels of God will protect you. Everything will align to you because you are a child of God and that you're working in the word of God. You know, child of God, you are an overcomer. Child of God, greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. That there is no power of darkness that can succeed against you and against what God has declared for you. It is well with you. I speak the blessing of God upon your life. And those that have been attacked by the sickness or any other sickness, I speak unto you. I curse that sickness. I curse that problem. I curse that difficulty right now. I command it to go to hell in the name of Jesus Christ. And I declare that the healing power of God is upon your life in Jesus' name. That Satan has no power 
over your life. Your body is well. Your body is, rele- uh, is resisting sickness. Your body is rising up, child of God, and it's experiencing the health and the healing of God in Jesus' name. I declare right now that it is well with you. You shall live. You shall not die in the name of Jesus Christ. The grace of God is upon your life in Jesus' name. It is well with you. Hallelujah. Well, it is well with you, child of God. You know, and I thank God that the grace of God is resting upon you. This week is going to be the greatest week you have ever had because you're going to just experience the power of God protecting, coming for you, taking care of you. You know, God looking after you. God will. You know, wherever you are around the world, God is looking after you after you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.